0: Anthony's new book is out, Unstuck, a life manual on how to be more creative, overcome your obstacles, and get shit done. Check out AnthonyMindel.com/slash unstuck to sign up for updates, promotions, and get your copy of Unstuck today.
1: Hi everyone, I'm Anthony Mindel. Welcome to In the Moment, a podcast about acting, art, and life. And that tricky little thing we're all after but rarely find ourselves in. The moment. In this series, I talk to all kinds of creatives and friends about the joys and the ah, heartache and challenges of acting, writing, producing, and getting out of our own ways to be the creative channels we all are. For more information, go to anthonymyle.com, and you can also find us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Okay, I hope you enjoy.
0: This week, Tony chats with Bulgarian actor, filmmaker, talent manager, rapper, and former professional swimmer Julian Kostov. The two talk about Julian's vast career in the entertainment industry, his passion for making space for Eastern European actors, and how they are creating the things they wish to see in the world as artists. You can see Julian in Netflix's Shadow and Bone, season two premiering March 16th.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of In the Moment podcast with my friend. Uh, I don't know how to describe you, Julian. You're like a hyphenate Producer, entrepreneur, actor, creator. Ladies I started there.
2: <laughs> the last one also, just
1: the last say, one. <laughs> with your set, just the last one. With your setup, you're like official podcaster with your earphones <laughs> and your like next level microphone. Yeah. You sound like Howard Stern. So everybody, welcome <laughs> Julian Costa. Yay! Yay!
2: Thanks I can, for being I can here,
1: agree. Julian.
2: Thank you, my pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. It was about so time, you, Tony.
1: I know, I know. Wait, I was like, oh my god, why didn't I just interview Julian? Um, <laughs> I are you in Varna? Or are you in London? Where are you right now?
2: Uh, currently in London, yeah, because I'm doing a doing a show here in Bristol, and and I have a oh, gap now. Okay, I'm just seeing old friends. I'm about to catch up with Mitch um, uh, and the AMAW community. Yeah. In Helene, and so it's going to be great next week, probably. So,
1: oh, uh, give them a big hug. I'll get over there at some point. When um, were you
2: last here? I, I saw a you video. Were, you.
1: you weren't there. You no. were, it was in the August. December. Oh, no, it was in August.
2: Oh. It's been a while.
1: But you know, I'm moving there. I've been saying that for four <laughs> years.
2: <laughs> Is for no, no, no. You've been saying that for 10 years. <laughs> oh, God. Have I? Oh, that's terrible, Julian. it's terrible. I called you out in front of everybody. No, you're going to edit that out. <laughs>
1: That's so julian let's talk about let's talk about you um,
2: oh my god my favorite topic
1: <laughs> you're one of my favorite people you really are even though oh, thank you, you know Likewise. when we first met you know you're like a cocky sob as most young male <laughs> actors are no i'm just kidding no because no but what's I an really sob
2: like, educate me i don't know
1: oh that's american slang for son of a bitch
2: oh nice
1: nice. <laughs> no, I never thought that about you. I always no, loved no, your, um, you're always really passionate and also like a hustler. And I, I mean that in a really positive way of yeah. like, you know, really trying to get, make things and do things and find your way mm-hmm. as we know in this business. And you have done a lot. I mean, you've, you've been on a lot of shows. I'm just going to name a couple Berlin station. You're, you're recurring when the leads on Netflix's shadow and Bone. To me, one of the most amazing things I loved your I think I reached out when I saw it when I was in London. You just did a TEDx talk, Mm, it was very inspiring. Thank you for watching that. Of course, I I loved it. Um, you you have your own company uh called Jupiter Lights. Um for a second I was thinking Jupiter rising, but that was a movie. That (laughs) That was a
2: movie. (laughs) I don't know. There was Jupiter ascending. That's right, there's a lot of
1: Jupiters you yeah. kind of were the discoverer slash good friend kind of manager in the early days assist uh, helping academy award nominee maria bakalova you're bakalova, really trying, yeah. Yeah. you're trying to bridge the gap between eastern european acting and you know this wealth of talent and trying to make it more accessible you know, these are the London or American or just the, you know, Hollywood, whatever Hollywood represents. So, yeah, we have a lot to cover. So what do you want to?
2: I know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's, your, that's your extensive resume, but I love that. And I no really. Yeah, when you brought me to, to, to uh, Bulgaria, to Sofia, to teach, I was one of the I really loved that moment in my life. And I remember when you first met me, sorry, I want you to talk, but I remember when you were first (laughs) at the school and you're like, you're like, Tony, I'm going to, I'm going to bring you to Sofia and this way of working. Cause you know, Bulgarian actors are really amazing, which they are. And seriously, all the Bulgarian actors Mm -hmm. I've ever worked with have always been like grounded in some gravitas and they go for stuff. And but I remember you were yeah. like, I'm going to bring you, I'm going to bring you over. And I was like, okay, like, whatever <laughs> you say. And then cut to, like, a year and a half later, you're yeah. like,
2: welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. Um, it actually happened quicker than now looking back at it. it. Obviously, being in the moment or in life, it feels like it takes a while to achieve something or to do something, but then oh, God, looking yeah. back at it in hindsight, it just seems like, Oh, really it was only a year and a half after I met you that I really kind of started that whole entrepreneurial. Well, I trusted the entrepreneurial instinct and I, and I, it also comes from a place of wanting to share and help, which has always been a driving force um, for me as a person, even as a, as a kid, or as a teenager or whatever. But um yeah uh to add to that list we'll, we'll get back to all that, but I just want to tell you I'm a rapper now,
1: <laughs> okay, I am not okay, oh my God, you'll have to send me your demo.
2: It's a lyrical rap. I talk about the universe and my problems. It's like self therapeutic oh, yeah, okay,
1: like poetry like rap poetry yeah. okay, yeah. Oh, I With wanna a few hear cuss it
2: words, but you know i I still wanna I'm still a little bit of uh, you know a gangster, but in my own silly way in your head. <laughs> Are you in my head, or in English? In English, of course.
1: Okay, of course. Of and course. also, I mean, I shouldn't leave out that you're you're more of a star swimmer in your head than you are in reality because <laughs> me, being much older than you, I could still kick your ass. We still have not had a duel in the pool. Yeah, we if were... I,
2: backstroke, I swim backstroke, it used to be like freestyle.
1: Whatever. <laughs> anyway. But uh,
2: you're still very impressive. So, I
1: am for that. 55. I may, I may swim today, actually. But um, yeah. so, Julian, yes, you are one of my favorite people. I do adore you. I probably will cry during this.
2: <laughs> podcast. I will too, eventually.
1: <laughs> no, because you. <laughs> Once really, we get
2: into talking about the work, we'll probably cry.
1: Yeah, because sure. you've come a long way, and like you were really always, you know. I really, you know, I just like I was. Watch, I was. I, I was watching the morning news program here, and one of my students is was on. On the show this morning, on like just, I didn't even know. I'm watching my normal morning news program yeah. here, and she's on CBS Morning News. And I just was like, oh my God, so many actors that I've worked with are like really breaking open in huge, huge, huge ways right now. And I don't know, yeah. you're one of those people who I think it's really about just staying in it and keep doing mm-hmm. the work. You know, those people that are really making inroads are people who have been doing it for five, 10, 15 years.
2: Yeah. You know, I mean, it was it's so interesting. Like, we don't need to talk about, you know, like stuff that it's kind of like people can check it out elsewhere, what I've done and what I, but I just I really want to talk about like what I've learned from you and what I've learned in the studio and how London oh. really ended. London studio has changed my life because I think it really has been a journey and a really interesting one. And I kind of always had this thing of like um when I decided I wanted to be an actor in the first place which was I was in Holland I was depressed you know all that and like I was listening I was watching Heath Ledger's Joker and I was like oh my god inspiring like and it occurred to me acting as a profession that I could maybe attempt and then I was like okay I'll, I'll just go for it there was no Bulgarians or Eastern Europeans that were obvious to me really. that have made it big yeah. in 2010 this happens um, but I was like, oh, Nina Dobrov, of course, um, but she is Canadian uh, essentially okay. as well. Yeah. so it's yeah. a, it's much easier and it's a different route and and but she still was inspiring to me to be honest, and I was like, okay, maybe I just have to learn to speak American <laughs> and uh it can happen. Um, so that was a major focus for me for a while to just uh, neutralize my accent and, and and then learn different you know an a Spanish one or like all the accents that I look like, I want to be able to speak like that. So like, <laughs>
1: smart it's smart. that's how you get work. Yeah.
2: I think that's uh, this was one of those uh, Bonnie Gillespie um, seminars, and she was teaching yes, about that. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. business and the marketing of the actor. And I was like, okay. So, and you do that exercise sometimes, or a similar exercise. I don't know. Uh, I think one of the first workshops we did, and you were like, okay, like a person. Well, I don't want to spoil what you do in classes, but you were just like <laughs> inviting people in front of other. You inviting inviting the students to stand up in front of other people, and then we kind of shout out like, what what type roles they would play and what they look like right. be right. it nationality ethnicity or even like uh you know professions or villains or whatever so it was very insightful I think for everybody and for me especially So like oh people see me this way and that way I've never seen myself you know which is hilarious that recently way. I was I was talking to a girl and she was like well I've never dated a real man before and I'm like excuse me <laughs> moi a man I was like, I, um, I, I'm stuck Molly. in Boyland, and I was like, well, really, shit. yes, in your like, dating people, life, yeah. And I was like, people, well, you might, yeah, certain aspects, I guess, of my life, I do. You know, I'm challenging at the frontier of whatever it may be. You know, things that have never been done before, or things that I've never done before. I've always liked to challenge my comfort zone. It's at the essence of what I do. But I think in terms of seeing myself as a man and like what a man is to me, like it's that straight, you know, clean cut, you know, I'm going to go to work every day, eight till, you know, uh, you know, whatever this, you know, society or, uh, or what I've seen in my family. Right. Because it's, uh, you know, my, my mom and dad are in traditional jobs, so to speak, like nine to five jobs. I mean, my mom is a, well, she was a, in the Supreme Judicial Court and and she's a, like a very acclaimed judge. I don't know if you can say acclaimed, but she's got like a 97% confirmed rates of conviction. So she's like very good at her job. And she's always had a very high standard and she still, you know, was able to take care of us half, you know, half she would take half the day off and bring work, work home and take care of me and my sister. Um, and then my dad was in business, so, so he has a big logistics firm now, like he does marine logistics and stuff like that. It wasn't always like this when I was growing up, but eventually after I left the nest, um, you know, things have been going better for them and, and, and good for them because they're very honest, hardworking people. And that's kind of what I grew up around. Um, but it never, that, for that reason, I guess, it never occurred to me that being an artist is a profession. Um, when I was in 18, 19, I don't really think many kids know what they want to do at that age, but I certainly didn't. Um, and so I just went with business management (laughs) because it seemed easier than law (laughs) and I was a little lazy, uh, SOB. So I was like, um, uh, I was like, let's do that. But anyway, um.
1: Also, I was going to say, just growing up in Bulgaria, you probably, I mean, yes, you saw a Hollywood version of, like, what an actor could be, but it, it feels so fictional in a way, right? Yeah, and, and so
2: remote. Um, yeah,
1: it's so far away.
2: It's so far away, and, like, it's never, because it's never been done. I think now, for kids nowadays, with, with I don't know, I'm not going to say me as an example, but Maria, for example. Maria uh, and she, you. Yeah. And- yeah, but I think it's true. Like a lot of kids come up to me personally and say that, that we've been inspiring to them and that they now have f- fought off their parents. And they're like, Oh yeah, we're going to study acting. Cause like there are people like that who proven that it's possible. And I think that's really beautiful. It's one of the, it's, it's, it makes it all worth the hustle. Let's call it. Um, um But yeah, I, it, there's one thing that I, when I first, when I read your first book, uh, was it uh, what was the name? At left, one, brain, turn uh, left brain turn right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I love that book. And there was this one, I think I started reading it before I met you. And then I, I read that you, when you were like a teen or like maybe younger, you were like watching the Olympics and you were like pretending you were a Bulgarian, a Bulgarian. Uh, gymnast or something. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> and you went out and spoken like a Bulgarian accent and like, <laughs> My parents thought I was, I was nuts. Like, yeah. Well, you're probably not mainstream in terms of what kids want it to be when they grow up for sure, which not is why you're so all. special and beautiful. But uh, I think, and, and obviously even in Eastern Europe in the nineties and the transition, like we all were like obsessed with American TV and film because it was so Ooh. far ahead in terms of entertainment value for kids, especially, you know, that Marvel factor, let's call it, or, you know, there was so many action and superhero movies and it was so exciting to me i would watch the predator when i was five on a tape recorder my grandpa when he left i would scare myself to death but i would still watch it uh, and get to the chop uh it was like super cool and uh and i just uh i wanted obviously to be all of those action stars and movie stars and and like those characters really um I would play with my toys and I would create different scenarios every day. I had these toy soldiers and like, I was really, I think a director at heart when I was a kid. And I always wanted to be a different thing. I was never like, I'm going to be a policeman or I'm going to be this and that. And um, I guess uh, I forgot my point, but I think the point was that it's so cool. It was so cool for me at the age of 21, 22, to see that an American man had wanted to be a Bulgarian man. (laughs) Uh, and I was like oh wow. oh wow that is so cool like I that never that is cool
1: I don't think I never never even consider so. it
2: no I don't think uh, so
1: well because like anything like your fascination with Hollywood and what you project onto that and what it means and for me you know as you know because of my writing and a particular story like I've really always been interested in Eastern European culture yeah. and Eastern European history and you know kind of Russian influence of uh, communism, and I'm not in any way promoting or saying any of those things are great because I know a lot of Eastern European countries suffered under totalitarianistic yeah. regimes, right? But yeah, I was all always, of them. <laughs> yeah, all yeah. of them, yeah. Uh, so, but I was always really fascinated by the cultural implications of that, and you know, like anything, like wanting—I don't know—sometimes, like you know, I think that's the fascination with superheroes is we want to access or become somebody else in a way right because yeah. it seems more yeah. glamorous or whatever
2: and i think right so, all the wrongs i think that's for me is uh because uh, yeah, all, all my dreams are like that too. yeah like right you know, i dream a lot and i have to the, the
1: dreams. yeah yeah
2: i would always in my dreams like fight off some alien invasion uh with my lightsaber and then you know save the girl and then we would you know be in love and make sweet love and- and then I wake up and I'm like, oh, I'm in Tilburg in the Netherlands and it rains and it's horrible. And I'm studying business management and it's, it's her- horrific.
1: I was gonna say too, also your your fantasy would end with you would make sweet love, but you wouldn't get married. It would just end there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> we would tomorrow like to
1: Yeah, you can have another <laughs> dream with a new a new girl. Yeah. I love it. She's um, always
2: the same person, even if she looks different. <laughs> She's the same essence.
1: Well, that is deep. That is true <laughs> oh about God. dating. That's what you, you're learning, I'm sure, right? It's like yeah. everybody's the same in a slightly different package of window dressing. It's our stuff keeps coming up through. Yeah. I know Especially so if we many-
2: don't learn from our mistakes uh, as most all of us, I guess, do. I think I, think I just read, I'm 33 now, by the way. Can you believe it?
1: Ooh. Crazy. Jesus' is age. Jesus', Jesus. Is
2: age. I'm Jesus. He's my age. No, Yeah, I'm Jesus. <laughs> age. But um, it's it's it really hit me, actually, when I turned 33. There was this grounding. It was I feel like even the year before I was I was in transition. I was like, something has to give. I can't keep doing I can't like in my, I sing in my song. I keep taking my soul to an auto de fe, Um, you know, which is basically yeah, I take my I hurt myself in the same ways, especially in my in my personal life. Career's great. Um, I mean, for a while, like even when I was broke in London for the majority of my twenties, I always, as I say in the TED talk, I always felt successful and I felt like I was on the right track. Cause yeah. I don't really define it by my credits or money in the bank account or anything like that. Well, it's you were just doing like it. I've been you
1: were... s- Yeah, you were doing yeah,
2: it. It's yeah. It's about, you know, all we have is now anyway, right? So why live in the past or in the future and give myself anxiety but with my but also, dating life it's not like that <laughs> yeah go
1: ahead well i was gonna say join i mean I, I was just gonna jump in and say like i think also as actors and you've probably experienced because you've had some success now like like success meaning you've always had success yeah success i know what you mean now that yeah. can be more quantitative right but
2: tangible think, like
1: for tangible, other people to right?
2: see yeah
1: yes but i think the thing is is the great snow job or mythology around this business is like even people who are at the highest level of, you know, their careers, they're still hustling and trying to like get the next job, just like everybody else. Now they may be at a completely different level, right? Like actually this client of mine that I was saying that I just saw on this, you know, morning news program, like, you know, she's always telling me when she broke through, she had all these new doors that opened for her, but she was at the bottom of a new yeah, like she used tier. to be at the top. Of, yeah, that's right. And yeah. now, now that all of a sudden, like this show is like going extra, she's probably at the top of this tier, but now she's going to try to get to a new tier and then she's going to be at the bottom again. And it's she, always is, the
2: same game. Yeah. It's
1: always the same game. And also trying not to keep hustling toward that. Like, you know, it's the carrot and the stick. Once you get it, you realize like, wait, is this it? I mean, Viola Davis talks about that. She talks about how for so long, she was like knocking on like, I think I'm paraphrasing it, but like trying to get into like where the cool people are. I don't exactly know what she was saying, but like something that that's what she was implying, right? Like where everything is like like cool. And then she's like, and then she got there and she's like, wait, is this it? And I (laughs) love that because it can be quite shocking.
2: When, yeah. are we there yet are we there yet i'm there yet i'm there now yeah so, so oh these are it? the
1: people that i'm like <laughs> trying to like you know what i mean it's like i always say it's high school over and over and over and over and over yeah. and over again that's the nightmare of it's
2: of just high a game uh, it's a game it's just a game and it's a game and we just have to enjoy playing it and i've i've tried not to take any of it seriously in a i take yeah. the work very seriously but not yeah. Anything that goes beyond that, meaning I, I take what I do seriously, I take pride in what I do and being an artist, I think is the most important thing, but I also know it's the least important thing, <laughs> in a way, and I just don't want to pretend that, you know, I'm more than the whole. But Julian, you know, I'm I love different. that. being separate than the whole.
1: It is a game, but you're not. Playing that game, like right. I think like you're not a grifter. I call those people grifters. That yeah. they they maybe they don't even know it's a game. They're just so caught up in the gamemanship of uh, Hollywood yeah. or whatever, and they try to grift, right? Like you oh, know. Yeah, I just
2: to- I think I just meant more like I know I know what you mean now, but I I meant I mean more more of a game in a more spiritual way, or, or like the way cats play all the time, or dogs, uh, or yeah. or yeah. kids. Like we, it's the same when you said high school all over, but yeah, I guess hierarchy wise, I guess it makes sense. But also I just mean, just take it as a video game. Like it's, it's fun to it's play sweet. it and, and then it's done and then we die and it's great.
1: <laughs> I love that. That's very Eastern European of you. Yeah, like I contemplate
2: death a lot. It's very As you
1: should, you're 33, Jesus's yeah. transfiguration. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I think these are really big metaphor. I don't remember 33. Like here's the thing I oh, think about life. Well, I think- You know, when you look back, as you start to get older, I just turned 55. I just had a birthday. Thank you. He just gave me a thumbs up. (laughs) No, I I don't look at it. I'm just kidding. Happy birthday to you. you Speak happy birthday to you. I just had some coffee. (laughs) Anyway, I think, you know, I look back and I'll have moments or memories of things, but I think every, I just feel like a completely different person. I don't even know Mm -hmm. who's... Even the way that I teach, although it's still, it's always going to be based on being in the moment and it's always listening and reacting. And, you know, I wrote down yesterday, I I taught on camera intensive this past weekend and, you know, always trying to simplify and find different ways to express what I'm teaching. And something came to me and I was like, oh, wow, the preparation is in permission. And I thought that that Mm. was really deep and people may not understand that. But what I mean by it is, you know, we... We as actors, and I'm not saying preparation isn't a part of, you know, you're on a show. Have you started? Have you have you filmed this current season already? Is it coming? It's yeah, coming out. Or, yeah. yeah. It's coming so out, yeah. Okay. So like you've, you've already means. wrapped and you've you were obviously prepared on set. You did stunt training, you've learned your lines, blah, 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 blah. But yeah, my thing yeah. about your your preparations and permission is also after all that is said and done, the actor has to give him or herself or their permission to try it the way they want to do it to risk, you know, doing it incorrectly. If they have an instinct or an emotional, uh, like, you know, uh, I don't know, something is coming up for them that isn't planned. Just like anything in life. Yeah. We're not, I don't plan for death or resurrection or hope or love or devastation, or there was an earthquake last night. I mean, it was a small tremor, but it was intense. I mean, Julian, I was out and it was like, it felt literally like I was in a car and the car just slammed its brakes. That's wow. how, uh, that's how aggressive it was. Right. And I just shot up and then it was done. It literally was mm. like that. But I, it made me, it's about what I'm saying. Like you're, we're not prepared for things. We have to, we act on things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't know. I think I just went off on a, on a teaching tangent. Cause I always. Will
2: be <laughs> I love directing. it. I'm, I'm, here yeah. it. Yeah,
1: because, I'm here for it. Yeah. Well, because it speaks to what you're talking about yeah. of like phases of life and taking yeah. stock in where you are and what's next. Right. It's all the yeah. same.
2: Yeah. And I think, uh, Oh, by the way, I started, I directed my first short, uh, two months ago. Oh, wow. So I should
1: have added this to your list of yeah. accomplishments.
2: Singer, rapper, director. I added new career paths and
1: Don't forget ladies, <laughs> man. And star yeah. swimmer.
2: Star swimmer. Yeah. Well,
1: I, so um, I've, what did I've you become, learn? I
2: become very uh, from directing. I think. Yeah. What'd you learn there? Why? I learned slightly before even committing to the job. I was like, I'm a person with a lot of opinions. <laughs> and they're very yes. strong and i and i've directed probably like a billion self-tape sessions by now um and you know knowing how we work in class for many years and and i've done little short plays in london and stuff like that so i'm like i think it's time and really this opportunity presented itself there's this one actor who i mentor and uh he's part of the agency now um who actually booked an episode at fbi international recently oh wow okay and he just felt it just aired um uh so we're very proud of him as an actor but he also he's him and and there's this other guy his name is Kaloyan Minev Kal Minev and then Marin Rangel there are two kids that I well kids they're 25 26 but I've I've sort of mentored them since they were like 18 19 and they wanted to get into acting sort of around the time that you came to to the to Bulgaria I think they might have audited the class even or one of Mitch's classes I don't know Uh but their spirit is just very like similar to mine and they want to make shit. And like one of them just graduated. He did a master's after the acting uh, Academy. He did a master's in directing and he directed his first short and he acted in this one and I directed him and the other guy wrote it and I co-wrote it with him and he produced it. So they have that hustle as well. And I, and I love that. Um, And it's paying off and it, I'm sure it felt for them like it took ages until, you know, they would book their first part or something like that. But actually I'm first super proud and I'm honored that, you know, it kind of, went full circle you know i'm I'm helping with him with acting and he ended up being the producer and co-writer of the first thing i directed which i was going to procrastinate for a long time until that opportunity did present itself um what i learned from it it's mm-hmm. there was this one scene obviously where it was a long scene and something horrible happens to the main character and i just like we do in class and I know that like a major mistake that young directors do, because I know this from producers, is that they cut too early because they think they have it, but they don't. Uh, even if it's like a second off, you just need it for editing. Just keep rolling until and we're not on film anymore. <laughs> so I yeah. just kept, I just kept going, and I just kept side coaching him the way I've, I've watched you do a million times, and Mitch, and, and and so many others at the studio. And I'm just like, you know, just letting it go, and like there were so many waves of emotions that went over him because he wasn't judging it. he had he had given himself permission and obviously we've worked together a few times so he knows that i'm i'm about to do that and so i was like okay now collect yourself and rearrange the chairs and he did it but then he threw it again and like started smashing again i was like okay and then he like started crying and then he almost started laughing and then he really for real i was like okay now for real go and put the chairs back and like all right think what you're gonna do next and leave frame Um, Nightmare for sound, but (laughs) Uh, I don't care. Um, So it was like stuff like that is like it really, what I really learned from it is that we wrote a certain type of script. And on the day it became a like genres changed three times from the first script to the second script to what we shot. And I'm sure it's going to change now in the edit even more. But from a, you know, a torture porn movie to a psychological horror to a psychological drama now i think yeah Uh yeah. drama thriller because i needed there to be love between the main characters it's very hard in a short film to do it but i just felt felt like it has to be grounded in a lot otherwise we wouldn't care about these people and the horrible things that happened to them and it wouldn't be as scary um because it's about human trafficking and stuff like that and um but yeah i can't wait to show it to you yeah Um, i can't wait to
1: see it and i think what you're saying letting the moment show us something that's wanting to be revealed. Right. And that's what class is about and discovering like the magic is, is there. That's when the magic really happens as opposed to, again, orchestrating your preparation of something.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And there's so much about you feeling confident uh, as well in, in directing as well as in acting, but feeling ready because so many questions come at you at such speed that you have to really be what about this? What about that? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And there was yeah. a movie that I haven't seen that I've seen the trailer of with Judy Dench and I think Derek Jacobi. Uh, and the, I remember the trailer was, you know, a movie studio in Los Angeles and and she was playing a makeup artist, I think, or something. And she just goes, directing is the easiest job. You just have to say yes and no. <laughs> More extras, <laughs> yes. Less makeup, no. That's right. <laughs> I was it's like, true. that's it hilarious. <laughs>
1: Yeah. You just have I to mean, have an opinion
2: essentially. Yeah.
1: It's true. And you have to, you have to commit. I mean, it's all the same though, right? You have to commit and you can't waver and yeah. and also and surround you, yourself
2: with great people.
1: True. Yes. That really have an aesthetic. To me, it's always that about people who contribute to the overall aesthetic, you know, and I always say like one man's trash is another man's treasure. So my aesthetic might be different than somebody else's and that's true. okay. Like, uh, but but to be surrounded by people who have equal good taste, I think I have good taste. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, Then you're the like, best. oh, wow, we're making something really cool here. Yeah. You can tell, you know, you can. Today's podcast episode is sponsored by We Audition. Receive 25% off with the promo code AMAW on weaudition.com. The video chat community to audition, rehearse, self-tape, and get advice. And hopefully book the fucking job
0: enjoying in the moment? Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us at Anthony Mindel and at AMAW Studios, plus all the worldwide accounts near you for updates.
1: But Julian, let's talk a little bit because, you know, what you just brought up working with a couple of your clients. So your company is, you're also kind of managing Eastern European, Bulgarian based actors, right? You're producing and managing and that's not limited to, but yeah. Right, right. But, but, but like b- people who might be overlooked or people who don't have oh, yeah. as many opportunities as like a traditional British actor would. And, yeah. and how yeah. did you and uh, remind me, because I've known you all these years, but like, I forgot, like, you just, you helped Maria with her self tape for, for, or was it like you just knew her well, and then you kind of took her under your wing?
2: Oh, it was it's even further than that I think when I started organizing workshops with uh, you know MAW in Bulgaria but also I started doing casting director workshops early on with casting directors right. in London and I wanted to right. create an atmosphere because I went to a few of them and I, and I didn't feel protected and safe and I I wanted to create the same atmosphere that we have at the studio to to be presented exactly. in front of a casting director yeah. yeah and so you know with the few people that I knew at the time I wanted to do it in the most affordable way and like get mostly people that know each other with a casting director so we can all shine so that was my whole like way of thinking and then I also started obviously thinking about me as an actor started targeting casting directors who would cast me and stuff um right. and I did my research and I found Nancy Bishop um who is a casting director of American based in um in in For Prague that, in London uh, yeah, and Prague, uh, yeah. she specializes in Eastern Europeans and Americans um yeah and I was like that's the guy i'm i'm the guy so i should probably yeah. meet her she immediately was like yeah let's do something we did a few workshops together but since then you know she's always um you know cuz we've obviously worked together and she knows she can trust me and i can trust her so she uh, she knows that there's no real casting there are casting directors in bulgaria but nobody that she could trust i suppose Right. And she would always ask me for favors, like if I can like spread the word, if she's looking for something very specific, I would just send her options from Bulgaria because she reaches out to every country in Eastern Europe and she has a person in every country and I'm the Bulgaria guy basically. Uh, and so she's been doing that for years and I've helped always because I just really want to help my fellow Bulgarians. Um, even if it's a role that I'm taping for as well, I would also send it to my friends and other people that I know because I don't really believe in competition that way. Uh, If it's mine, it's mine. If it's, it's, if it's going to align, it's going to align. Like, I don't care. And if, and if it doesn't better go to you or another friend than, you know, some random person. Um, And so she was like, Oh, we're doing this audition. Can you help me do a scout in Bulgaria? So I basically essentially did the, the, the casting. I helped Nancy finding the people in Bulgaria. So I smashed about 60. I, I got 60 or 70 actresses to tape. In three days on a I was in LA at the time actually on a different time zone I had to explain what NDAs are what why they have to sign them it was like a long process I was like and then stored everything sent to Nancy and then you know she went through them she saw that Maria has talent she sent tape to um to the producers at, at that point neither Nancy nor me knew that it was Borat or that it was right, Sasha right, right. to be honest right. we were just like it was an untitled American right. movie um you and and yeah, and then since then, you know, I, I helped Maria then with the monologues for the second audition. And then, you know, with the callbacks, um, hilariously, there's this famous story now that she says, she called me on Zoom before her first uh, callback in London. And I think we still didn't know it was Sasha. Uh, right, but she was just calling me and she was crying in tears. And she was like, Please, please promise me that you're not going to sell me for organs. Right, um, she thought she was going London. to be in traffic, yeah. And yeah, so to, it was hilarious that to her, the likelihood of her being trafficked uh, is higher than being cast in, in a big Hollywood movie as the lead. Well, it tells you, well, you know, wonders, how- is- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the mean- nature of that movie, <laughs> who knew how that could. I, <laughs> I mean that is hilarious i do but, think
1: human trafficking is the third highest form of trafficking beside behind guns and drugs which is, is horrible it is it is I think it's it is a real issue to be
2: honest yeah, yeah.
1: so she her, her they were not misfounded her her concerns
2: <laughs> yeah but you know a french actress wouldn't have thought that or a spanish earning that's better, true you know that is I mean? true right that's funny um she was like little old me like what yeah, was i and she was like please Please promise me. I know that if you are, you're going to say you're not, but like now, recently she told me her mom was filming on the side. So they, they had dirt on me in, in case she disappeared. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's hilarious. <that's> hilarious. <laughs> um, but all is good. We didn't traffic her and she's now an Academy Award nominee. That's um, right. And I, you know, and then I managed her um and, you know, I helped, with, you know, I would read with her, prepare her for like, you know, and mentally as well. And I tell her what to expect and like just be there for her as a, as a friend, but more so as like an authoritative a a figure, a mentor of sorts kind of thing. Yeah. And then I introduced her to Insight Management and Tom Jago, who's our, my agent, who's lovely and amazing and incredible. And We stuck together for seven, eight years now. And he really believes in me. So he believed in her before she got the role and oh, signed yeah. her before she got the role. Um, and And then she did. And then, of course, we, you know, Throughout the whole journey, I was always, you know, there for her, part of the team. Me and me and Tom. When the when the movie was about to come out, we we set meetings with the PR companies, and uh, we really liked public eye communication. So Pandora and Elliot Public Eye shout out, they were amazing, and the four of us became like this really united team. And you know, it was a crazy campaign. It was like during the first, the second lockdowns, or whatever. It was like COVID. Uh, it was right. the Oscars at the Union Station or whatever, um, and right. the whole season was pushed by right. four months or three months. So the Oscars were not right. until April, I think, and the movie came out in September or October. So since then, we've literally been in a, um, a campaign uh, from the beginning of the movie until April. So it was about six or seven months of campaigning. I was in Bulgaria on a ten hour ten diff- hour difference uh, time zone. It was super hard. Um, And then eventually I was about to come to the Oscars as their plus one. And then I, I got COVID literally three days before my flight. We talked about that. Yeah. But you know what? I'm going to go to the next ones.
1: Yeah, of course. You'll, Uh, you're going to get there yourself. And you know what I mean?
2: And it's never been like, it's, it's never been about, I mean, it's amazing and incredible. And like, I I wish that for me and for anybody who, who deserves, you know, who puts in the work and but, um, and she should have won, but, uh, <laughs> but um, I think just working on that campaign just made me feel so proud. And I was so proud of her and how she pulled through. I, I don't think I would have had the strength to do what she did. And, and she's just remarkable for, for like having that emotional maturity to, to really, there were very, it was very demanding on her as well. And oh, she, yeah. she did it, she did it brilliantly and dancingly.
1: Yeah. I mean, the press tours and right. Like all yeah. of that, like, yeah, it's a long and especially because yeah. of COVID. Yeah. It was, it was protracted. So yeah. Well, yeah. she is an amazing talent and I'm glad that, you know, yeah. you and eventually
2: we always spoke, that. you know, that I can't always do that because I have my artistic and directorial yeah, and writing and I have my own career. stuff to yeah yeah. 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 And I just really gave up all of me for lo- those year and a half two years and then we just transitioned into producing partners and now we've made two movies together um, oh as God. producers and actors yeah
1: I don't think I knew that did uh, I know that I think maybe I knew
2: that no maybe th- this is very recent in the summer uh, it happened in the summer with very yeah. acclaimed Bulgarian directors who had won Carla Vivari film festival and like Positano and like it's a true story about something that happened in the night in just in the transition the first years of transition in bulgaria in 1990 1991 oh, where it. the bulgarian military was actually digging a hole thinking they're going to find alien artifacts or an alien ship based off a clairvoyance um a few clairvoyants who convinced the army that it's a real thing <laughs> and it's it's Is uh, it a comedy it's a satire yes like a
1: satire <laughs> oh i love it
2: it's what's it called heard tragedy drama it's called Sorry. triumph
1: triumph i can't wait are you yeah. in post right now
2: yeah we're in post uh, and maria okay. plays the lead and i play the love interest
1: oh my god i can't wait to see it, julian
2: it's hilarious um but hilarious. also very serious it, right it, it i can't really t- tell you much about it because it's um no yeah, no no it's that's, also, that's um, a really good yeah
1: that's a good uh, summation tagline of it i'm like yeah. intrigued it's, it looks yeah. sounds hilarious <laughs>
2: yeah Um, or or
1: maybe scary. That's right. Don't give it away. (laughs) Tell (laughs) us. So you've already wrapped another season of shadow and bone. When does that come out then?
2: Uh, I think it comes out in March, but I I haven't been up to date to be honest. Um, but I have, I have done something we were talking about back to something you were talking about the work and the, uh, and uh, the permission because of the, the work that we've done, um, I've just become very good at improv and like allowing myself to, sh- to, to try stuff and not ask permission from the director to show them something that I think is right for the character because yeah. it's my character. Yeah. And I recently actually got a pretty big part in a very big action movie. Um, can't say much about it because it's not, um, nothing is out yet in terms of There's information. Big, uh-huh. But we had to smash about 40 pages of dialogue in four days. And sometimes it was rewritten the the, the morning of, yeah. Yeah. and of course, and thank God, the director was so awesome that, you know, he wouldn't let us improvise and like change stuff and try stuff. And, you know, if, if I hadn't done the work that we did, I, I think I would have been, because I see it in a lot of other actors who are classically trained that they, they really can't get out of what they think it should be or what mm-hmm. it is on the page um but just the full permission of it and obviously when it's an 18 plus movie it's also very uh, and I, this is the second project i just did something super cool called The Toxic Avenger with Peter Dinklage and Elijah Wood and Kevin Bacon and Taylor Page and Jacob Tremblay who's now not a kid anymore he's a teenager oh yeah
1: he must yeah. be yeah
2: and Julian Kostov is in it and <laughs> <laughs> but this movie is like a superhero rated r anti-superhero actually kind okay. of movie and I, I don't know when it's coming out, but damn, was that real fun. I think I improvised 80% of my dialogue. Uh, Oh,
1: how fun.
2: Yeah. And I maybe, yeah. And so it's really, it's really about not giving a shit, isn't it?
1: Well, I think it's also, you know, I think improv is, is, is a, as we always improv in class or whatever. I'm not, listen, I'm not an improv teacher per se, and there's an art and a science to it, but always finding improv as a way to bring the lines that somebody else said closer to ourselves so that when we have to go back to the lines, it feels like Mm -hmm. we're saying it for the first time. You know what I mean? I'm always big on, you know, teaching this past weekend though, when people really go rogue though, and then it depends on what kind of set it is. So it's great that Things yeah. were changing, so for you with a script every day, so it was loose enough that you could fill in the blanks with your own with your own story. But sometimes people will use improvising out of it to try to cheat the moment. So it can, mm, it depends, yeah, that's true. Right? Like, but that's for me technically as a teacher. You know, I, I, I it's funny that you said it because I, I think you knew I was in Greece. Yeah, I think we talked on the phone when I was in yeah. London because you weren't there. Because then I was heading to Greece to go work on this climate crisis mm-hmm, piece, right? Mm. And these actors, Julian, are so incredible. And my notes generally would be, though, sometimes maybe also because of the writer. I'm the writer, so I know (laughs) what I want. But you know me. I'm very, like, always open to we would always try stuff. But sometimes the actor, I will keep it gender fluid. I don't want to give away which actor, would add stuff that I saw would really sometimes hide A more vulnerable space Mm -hmm. that the person would be in if they did if they just worked with the words that were written for that person, right? Yeah. And listen, this is still these people were flying, so this is just a tiny directorial note that I'd give. I'd be like, okay, it's great. Yeah. Let's try it again, and this time, just sit in the silence rather than having to Mm -hmm. add Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of other text. And then, of course, I don't want to say that I was right, but (laughs) you (laughs) were. when this person didn't improv around it. But it's different because it was really more commenting on what he or she said rather than improving. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's a little, it's always, it's all of yeah. it, right?
2: And it's right. I Sometimes also, I do catch myself doing improv that I'm like, am I doing this because I'm uncomfortable in just saying pilots, another word or-
1: economy of what is being given to yeah. you and trusting or, that you yeah that's a lot Or the
2: moment before why do i why can't i you know sometimes it's parasite words like oh or like oh yeah or like something like that i'm like right. do i really need it like no this is written perfectly right. i don't need to yeah
1: well i'm always saying in my podcast i say like so many times like i'm a teenage girl mm-hmm. from the 1980s <laughs> i don't know if i've done it today but i'm but, but that's <laughs> a filler word you know, yeah, like yeah. you know uh so yeah. i'm trying to
2: like sorry. that's a better way to say it a, a filler word yeah. in bulgaria we say parazitna duma parasite word parazitna duma <laughs>
0: yeah
2: <laughs> but uh yeah He's it's it. um, yeah
1: sorry go ahead no go ahead
2: i was going to say also about you were uh, earlier uh said something about art and and you know taste when you're directing something when you're making something and I think with music, actually, something happened to me, which was uh, uh, during COVID. I, I I got I got this big job, but then I got COVID, so I couldn't do it. Oh wow! And it was devastating. But I was like, you know what? This A doesn't define me as an artist. B doesn't define my career. So you know, I, I was freaking out for like three days. I was trying everything to make it work, and like I even got to like the health Shoot minister of Bulgaria. <laughs> yeah, no, I stupidly didn't do that, and I should have because I was not sick. Um, but, and I know like a billion people cheated on them all the time. And, but I'm so law abiding. It's stupid. I'm like, so I think it's because of my mom. Cause
1: your mom is a judge. Yeah, That's why she's going to throw sure. your ass in jail.
2: Yeah. And I didn't. Yeah. And I, I just, I was like, okay, so I have a few months now where I just can write and create and work on myself. And, you know, I was in a bad place emotionally. Uh, in my personal life. So I was like, I'm just going to chill now and stay at home and just dig dig in. Like get get the artist way, dust it off the shelf and just start doing those exercises again. And out of that, finally, I've been taking singing lessons for two years, but I finally started making my own stuff and writing my own music. And it was part of the healing process because I was writing about, you know, and it doesn't probably sound, it sounds like stuff that you've heard, but I think it's so Personal to me, and it's so Julian oh, that, that it's man. unlike anything else. And I love to listen to it and I love to play it for friends. And I think essentially the art we create, be it directing, writing, or um music or whatever it is, or drawing, it should be for us first and foremost, and what we want to do and not take okay. notes from criticism. And if people That's I was right. listening to a Rick Rubin podcast, and he goes, Like, yeah, if if people Say that it's if people critique it, then he was like, I should probably go even further in the same direction if people don't get it because they're like, they're not getting it yet. I shouldn't try and conform to what they think it should be. We're so brainwashed and we're so hypocritical in so many ways, you know. We care so much, and I care so much about the climate crisis, for example, but I have an iPhone, uh, or or about you know, slave labor, I'm so against it, but I have an iPhone, (laughs) right? You know what I mean. We can't yeah. not be yeah. part of the world and try to I know. change complicit. the world. I know. Yeah, we are complicit. But I think, and I listened to something recently that the best we could do is is try to innovate and and try to you know develop technology that makes energy cleaner and safer and and cheaper. It, and we're so bombarded with this. I stopped listening to news for the last year, and I'm so happy, like, because <laughs> it's too much for my soul. Yeah. I'm it, I'm it, such it an empath that I, yeah. I've yeah. It's, well, Julian, just,
1: I mean, yeah, you bring up a lot of points. You know, I think that Rick, Rick Rubin is the mu- the music producer, right? Like yes, my yeah, my yes. mom, my mom, a couple of people were like, Tony, you have to listen to this because so much of what he's saying are the philosophies of the mm-hmm. school, you know. And yeah, it is really interesting to hear what he says. Uh, yeah, if you like it, maybe I should. You know, maybe I did it wrong. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, mean? I think it's, so true. <laughs> it's it's we have to trust that and about. Yeah. you know, when you were saying that. I always keep remembering create the thing you wish existed in the world. And that's, that's yeah. the power we are as artists. And you're, mm-hmm. listen, Julian, you're exemplary in doing that. And I love that you're also very service oriented. I think we're running out of time. This is how fast an hour goes. Let's do yeah. the speed round.
2: Oh, you have a thing. Okay.
1: Yeah. It's, I mean, I don't have my list in front of me, but I think I can remember them. So, okay. Yes. Um, all right. So what's something you can't do without.
2: Ooh. Uh, Smiles, oh, smiles.
1: and smiles and hugs. <laughs> <laughs> Can you feel the, the cheese melting? Yeah, it's true. No, it's true. It, you know what? It also takes less energy and, and, and muscles in your face to smile than it does to frown. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. turn that frown upside down, people. Yes, uh, <laughs> yes. What's uh, something you would tell your younger self?
2: You're good advice enough.
1: You would you're good, You're,
2: good You're good enough.
1: You're good enough. Lovely. What's your favorite film? Lion King. Oh, really?
2: Yeah. Wow. Nice it's, Ham- it's Hamlet with lions. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> What's uh? What scares you?
2: Loneliness. Oh, used to be the thing that scares me. I think now, in well, yeah, injustice. The people will get away with it.
1: They do. It's true. Yeah.
2: yeah. But do that.
1: <laughs> what would you do if you weren't in Hollywood or acting?
2: Uh I'd I'd be singing, but I guess I'm doing it now.
1: That's still that's like Hollywood <laughs> okay. Jason. I okay. work with some pop stars. It's just as challenging <laughs> as Hollywood. It's maybe even like oh,
2: it's even oh creepy. yeah. If I was not in the arts, you mean? Um maybe. I would probably be in swimming and sports. I, I like sports. Oh, I'd, like I'd probably coach. be a coach or a football coach or
1: Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. Who's a Hollywood crush?
2: Uh, Jennifer Lawrence.
1: Oh, okay. I did not expect you to say that. I mean, I love Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Just knowing you and your type, I thought it was going to be somewhere more in the Margot Robbie I... direction.
2: <laughs> well, first of all, I don't have a type. <laughs> but...
1: <laughs> Are you listening, ladies? He has yeah. an all-comer. Anybody who wants to sign up, have
2: <laughs> I would interview anyone. No,
1: <laughs> it's about, about the soul. Now being taken.
2: It's about the soul.
1: It's the soul. Oh my god! And You're the humor. Humorous. Oh my god! You get me with but, humor. Oh yeah, you got to be funny, God, Jesus. Yeah. Um, what? How would you define acting in one word?
2: <laughs> Life.
1: True that. What's something you learned from AMAW? I mean, you kind of said it a lot in this. Talk, yeah.
2: But. If I want to say it in a word, I'd be, it'd be breathing.
1: I know we underestimate how hard it's so simple, but it's so hard. But if you don't do yeah. it, it's everything falls apart. It's awful.
2: It's very connected to the previous one breath is life and yeah. life is acting. It's active. everything, right? And yeah. Acting and is then breathing.
1: <laughs> Feeling and listening. It's all yeah. connected. Yeah. And then my last question is how would you define love?
2: My life's purpose.
1: Oh, that's beautiful, Julian. I don't think I've ever, I haven't heard that. Yes, <laughs> it's beautiful. I'm busting this year. I'm busting every one of my guests because obviously y'all don't listen to my podcast till the end, or maybe you don't even listen to my podcast because I always say my definition, of, my definition of love is just this moment right now. Oh, see, and then everybody is like, "Oh," and I was like, "You bastards! You don't ever <laughs> listen because you don't, you didn't, you weren't prepared for me to ask that."
2: But I, I always I listen to your sound bites a lot on Instagram. That's
1: important. I know it can be whatever. Yeah. I mean. I don't actually, I don't listen to my own podcast, but I do listen when I'm a guest. I was yeah. a guest on somebody else's podcast recently. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, that's good. <laughs> yeah. I don't, you know, I'm in the moment. Sometimes I say things that I'm like, what, what did I say? But I don't anyway. To be okay,
2: honest, I, uh, and I'll say something very uh, healthy for to end this with, I guess. But um, um, now that I'm not on Instagram at all. I oh, am wow. more on YouTube and and Spotify, so I will maybe it's a new uh, new thing to add because I I don't get enough Tony now because I don't I'm not on Instagram, Aww. so maybe I'll get my daily dose uh, with the podcast. So well, I'll just but WhatsApp
1: I, you my favorites then. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I haven't uh, I haven't been on Instagram in eight days. I just deleted off my phone. Okay. You're not uh, missing much. I upload it. I upload it to uh, only on certain days when I want to upload stories and promote something, and then I delete it immediately because I'm back in the vortex of, you know, kittens and. I you know, know. Butts. Hot, hot dancers. <laughs> yeah. It's Like my phone is evil, but yeah, it's just <laughs> it's just not I healthy. Know. Kids get off Instagram. Hot. Yeah,
1: I know. I'm always preaching about that in the podcast, so I'll save it for today. But Julian, so where can the people find you then? Spotify and. When when he is on Instagram, it's Julian Kostov.
2: Yeah, no, I'm always on Instagram. I just don't have the app on my phone. So my profile will always be there. So Julian Kostov on Instagram, um, that's mainly it. You can find me on Twitter, on TikTok, but I don't post much or Facebook, but Instagram is mainly.
1: Great. Also people can uh, tune into the new season on Netflix of Shadow and Bone, maybe coming out in March. And also I highly advocate that you- go to the TED Talks and Google Julian Kostov and listen to his TED Talk because it's, it's, yes. really it it's really great. It's actually, a
2: re- I would recommend it if I didn't do it. It's really, yeah, I know it's, it's a really, really hard, honest talk.
1: Yeah, yeah, you, you said some beautiful things. I love you, Julian.
2: Thanks for being here. I love you too. Thank you for having me.
0: Don't forget to see Julian in Netflix's Shadow and Bone, season two premiering March 16th. Thanks for listening to In the Moment. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe and follow us at Anthony Mindel and at AMAW Studios, plus all the worldwide accounts near you for more.
1: Today's podcast episode is sponsored by We Audition. Receive 25% off with the promo code AMAW on weaudition.com. The video chat community to audition, rehearse, self-tape, and get advice, and hopefully book the fucking job. Finally. (laughs) i could crack a joke here but i will not do it (laughs) after i stop recording okay